0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard It's rivals reunited at Pataudry As Aberdeen host Rangers Can manager Les Hibbs cause an upset at Celtic Or will the champions strengthen their hold at the top And mother will go for five consecutive league wins At bottom side St Mirren A full fixture card this evening I'm joined by Jim Duffy and Roger Hanna And never mind this Super Sunday they always talk about We've got wonderful Wednesday in the SPFL Premiership Gordon, can Rangers win at Pataudry? Can Alfredo Morelos stay on the park? For 90 minutes against Aberdeen And if Rangers don't win Can Celtic go closer to 8 in a row By beating Hibs at Parkhead tonight? That's a lot of questions Jim Duffy And we're a few hours away <laughs> from finding out the answers Yeah I mean there's intriguing games tonight uh, Right throughout the calendar uh, calendar, uh, Gordon you know from the teams at the bottom of the league Desperate for points To the competition right at the very top And uh, you know I've said many times It's a fantastic uh, top league we have this year and it'll continue And I'm sure there'll be uh, More t- twists and turns tonight Now if every team In the top flight Is involved tonight Then most of you Must have something to say So share it with us 0141 On the phones On Twitter We are at Clyde SSB We'll build up to All the big games Bring you all the relevant Team news And cover off Any other stories Of the day So the floor really is yours Give us a call Or send us a tweet uh, We are here with you Until 8 o'clock This evening Let's check in at A couple of the venues Then ahead of Huge games tonight First up Pato- Audrey, Aberdeen against Rangers Dave Galloway is there for us this one Pitori's quite right now but it'll be anything but a little later on as these two fierce rivals cross swords uh, a typically feisty encounters on the cards as Rangers look to move five points clear of third placed Aberdeen with a victory and maintain their pursuit of leaders Celtic should be an absolute belter any early team news Dave I know it's very early for the, for the confirmed stuff you've got your, your finger on the pulse up there in, in Aberdeen in particular Anything yeah, we should be looking out for? I, I have been asking around, but everybody uh, is keeping their uh, cards very close to their chest. But as soon as I hear anything, I shall let you know. Great stuff, Dave Galloway there looking ahead to Aberdeen against Rangers. I suppose the question surrounding that one, Roger and Jim, is this a must-win for Rangers? Or are there enough twists and turns left in this that they could get away with not winning it? Oh, you go, Roger. <laughs> very <laughs> polite. I, I, I think after Kilmarnock two weeks ago, Every game at the minute is must win for Rangers I don't think Rangers can allow Celtic to get any further clear than they are um, They very nearly won at Petodre in the first weekend of the season Bruce Anderson scoring deep into injury time to deny Stephen Gerrard that victory Aberdeen have won at Ibrox as well this season So I think it's a big, big night for Rangers Were Aberdeen to win, Aberdeen would leapfrog them into second place in the table um, it would leave Rangers an awful lot of work to do If we think Celtic are going to beat Hibs at Celtic Park tonight So for me, yes it is must win for Rangers Yeah, I mean I don't know Gordon How many times, uh, or what's the, the biggest run of victories That Rangers have had in the Premier League You know, wins I know you were saying earlier on the Motherwell are going for five tonight So Rangers have to have a good consecutive run of victories And to do that, after as I said Losing to Kilmarnock uh, a couple of weeks ago Then they have to go to places like Petaudry and, and get those three points because not only does it keep them, you know, very, very close um, to, to competing for the title, but I think it just keeps that belief. Whereas every time they drop a couple of points, and it just seems to be every now and again this happens, I just th- think it just seeps away at that mm. belief, not just from the players, but from the supporters. So I think going up to Petodri tonight is about a big statement. They go there tonight, win three points. 
I definitely think that that says, listen, we will be competing from now to the end of the season for this title. And the other big question tonight, Defoe, Davis, did they play? Did they drop back out? Is it a midfield diamond? Is it back to what we usually expect from Rangers? I haven't liked the midfield diamond so far. You, you read Stephen Gerrard's comments after the game against uh, St Mirren at the weekend. He didn't seem to, to fancy the way it was at the weekend. Wouldn't surprise me if they went back to pace in wide areas. Candace one side, Kent on the other. Morelos through the middle um, There might still be room for Stephen Davis though You could see a midfield of Davis, Arfield and Jack To the possible exclusion of Ross McCrory 0141 Simple question for you Rangers fans Is this must win or is there enough twists and turns left? And uh, what about the team tonight in formation? Give us all your thoughts Let's check in at Celtic Park A big one against Hibs this evening Andrew McLean is there for us yeah, I'm just having a bit of a one-man party here so far in the empty stadium as they test out the uh, disco lights. But uh, looking forward to this one. Two teams here that certainly aren't without their troubles at the moment. Celtic, of course, coming into this one with a bit of an injury crisis. Chris Davis, during the week, their assistant boss, he was outlining the players that are out for this one, the players that are doubts, a big, long list. Edward Boyata, Lustig, all touch and go for this one. The likes of Forrest, Tierney and Benkovic we know are definitely out. So it could well be an interesting looking starting lineup for the hoops uh, when we find it out. And for Hibs, well... Of course, they've got the players to choose from, but they've not got a manager at the moment. Eddie May and Grant Murray still in temporary charge for this one tonight, but it looks as if they're edging ever closer to making their appointment. They've been in talks with former Barnsley and Leeds manager Paul Heckingbottom, but they'll have 100% focus on this game tonight to try and get a result against Celtic. I'll be bringing you the team news as soon as we get it. Celtic fans' injury problems all over the place, so how do you fix that tonight? Who plays where? You tell us. 01419511025. Jim Duffy, Celtic's home form's been... Pretty immaculate this mm-hmm. season Can Hibs cause a shock And in, in the past they've, they've produced some big results Against Celtic and Rangers Do they still have that in them Where they are at the moment? I think that that's the the question That uh, you know I think that uh, you know We'll see tonight In terms of tactically And you know I go back to that word And belief That when teams go to Likes of Celtic Park I think that Neil Lennon Had instilled in his team and I think also that frustrated Neil Lennon because he admitted himself when he was getting big performances against the likes of Celtic or Rangers or Aberdeen, but they weren't consistent enough. So it wouldn't surprise me tonight if they went there and made it difficult for Celtic, but I just don't think there's that edge to Hibs at this moment in time. I think they need the new manager to come in just to give them, um, just to get you know back on track again. So I, I see Celtic winning tonight. I wouldn't say comfortably, but I, I think Celtic will win with a little bit to spare. Speaking of which, Roger Hanna, would you expect this to be Eddie May's final game in charge? Perhaps the weekend his final game? How much longer do you expect this to rumble on? I, I would think Eddie May and Grant Murray would still have the team for the weekend. They played eighth rovers in the Scottish Cup fifth round at Easter Road on Saturday. I can't think Hibs will have a new manager in by then, given it's Wednesday night. They're down south. They seem to have based themselves in Manchester. Interviewing a lot of people They're interested As you said in Paul Heckingbottom um, John Doolan Who was number two To Alan Stubbs When they won the cup Now works at Acting Stanley They're keen to speak to him uh, Dean Holden Who's in the staff now At Bristol City A former Falkirk player I worked with George Craig The Hibs director of football At Falkirk uh, So guys of that ilk Paul Hurst One Ipswich town manager Is another who's in the frame I think they want to take their time I think they want to spread their net Wide Speak to as many people as they as they possibly can. They certainly don't look to be ready to appoint from what we might call the Scottish circuit. They seem to want to look at guys down south. Um, whether that opens up different avenues in terms of player recruitment, I don't know. They'll take their time. Eddie will take the team tonight. He'll take the team again, I think, at the weekend. But I saw them for Super Scoreboard on Saturday. They weren't impressive. They lost 2-1 to Aberdeen. It should have been more. Had Aberdeen taken a bit more care in front of the goal, 
it would have been more And as Jim says They desperately need a manager in Big games across the top flight Let's hear from you 01419511025 That's the number Justin A Rangers fan from London has dialed How do you see tonight's game going? Rangers up at Aberdeen Justin Just how big a game is this? Hi guys uh, It's massive Every game between now and the end of the season Is massive as far as I'm concerned And it's probably most Rangers fans will agree with um, Just in relation to that Two kind of points to touch on tonight guys uh, One was <laughs> last night But just in relation to you're talking about the team and the formation I, I, I think the best formation that we've got And I think a lot of Rangers want to I know are agreeing with me You've got to play Morelos and Defoe And drop the diamond Just go a flat 4-4-2 I think with the way that the midfield is set up with Davis to play, um, I think you've got to have somebody like Jack and Davis in the middle with the two white guys, Kent and Candace, at the back. Um, and normally, kind of white players wouldn't give you as much cover or track back, but I think the energy and the work rate that Candace puts in, he acts as almost like a whole midfielder at points. Yeah. But uh, what rate he puts in. So I, I think with the, the players that we've got to utilise the best that we have, I think a flat 4-4-2 with Morelos to throw up front I think would cause any team a lot of problems The, um, the only thing would be Justin that, that leaves out McCrory and Arfield doesn't it? Well I think what we've said throughout the season that there's going to be times where players have to play Davis and the four having to come up here to sit on the bench obviously they've got to prove themselves and, and contribute but they've not come up here to sit on the bench and I think the similar type of players to Arfield and Davis I think they two will would naturally kind of switch in and out of relevant games and similarly with McCrory and Jack kind of swapping in and out as a kind of holding midfield other than kind of uh, breaking up play I think that I think that would be the best formation that we've got to suit not just the players that we have but play to our strengths I, I, I don't know what the guys think in relation to that but um, that was that was my point in relation to the kind of game tonight yeah, I mean, I, I, again, I, you know, we're, we're, we're you know deliberating over you know Rangers squad because they have, you know, uh, obviously signed two two of these these main players in Defoe and Davis. Everybody thinks, oh well, if you've signed them, they have to play. I don't think that's the case. I think that um, you know the managers brought them up to add real competition and to raise standards uh, and that consistency level. So basically, what you're saying, listen, if you don't do it, you know, we've got top class players. Um, to come in and replace you And I think that that's the reason I, I, I agree that I think they can get away with something Particularly at Ibrox In a straight 4-4-2 um, Defoe can drop into a little bit of a pocket at times And, and leave Morelis up top But I, I'm not the best lover of a diamond I think Rangers are better with Wood With Kent and Candice in particular um, and, and even when Middleton's come in I think he's given them real width and stretch the game um, And I think it suits Rangers players and system better but I think at Petaudry tonight, I think he'll put an extra midfield player in. I think it will be a a, a three-man midfield or a 4-2-3-1, but you know, with Arfield dropping it in a little pocket to give them that extra uh, player. I, I don't see the diamond playing tonight. I, I'm with Roger. I think Davis will play, but I think Defoe will be on the bench uh, with Arfield supporting uh, Morelis and Jack and Davis in the middle of the pitch with Candice and Kent Wide. Uh, and from Aberdeen's point of view, without Scott McKenna tonight, that's a big blow. Although... Everybody looks at players and injuries and stuff like that. He is a huge player for them. And I think, um, you know, if he's not involved tonight, 
then I think that uh, again, you know, somebody like Morelos and guys that I'll be thinking, great because you know he is a very very important and player. It'll be equally interesting to see what Aberdeen mm. do because Derek mm. McInnes he likes a little tinker. He likes to switch things about. You've seen him in big cup finals before trying to do something that will wrong foot the opposition manager at Easter Road at the weekend. I saw the starting 11 and I shaped up quite confidently, Gordon, shaped up the starting 11 for Super Scoreboard at 10 past two. And at three o'clock, I mean, I had absolutely no idea how they would have done this. Three at the back, Shea Logan was tucked in with Considine and Hoban. Gary Mackay Stephen was at right wing back. Uh, if you look at the team and you think he's going to have a holding midfielder, you'd think that's Graham Shinney. Well, it wasn't. It was Lewis Ferguson, and, and Graham Shinney was a guy who was getting forward to try and support the attack. And then the front three, which started off Cosgrove for a quarter of an hour until he was injured, and James Wilson came on, Greg Stewart and Stevie May just constantly swapped round, and it was and it bamboozled Hibs for for long periods of the game. Bamboozled you? It bamboozled me for until about ten to five stuff. Um, so. What does he try? Does he go back to a flat back four in anticipation of Rangers coming at him with two wingers? What does he do? You know, does he win the tactical battle with Stephen Gerrard tonight? Uh, Justin, yes, on you go. Another point, just in relation to what was last night. I know it's rumbled on for a couple of days about the referee situation, um, and it was something I'm, I'm kind of glad that I can make the point tonight. Well, Jim Duffy's sitting there because I think you understand where I'm coming from. A lot of the, the stuff is talking about referees making poor decisions and, you know, split-second decisions and they're making the wrong decisions more often than not. Um, I find that a bit harsh. And I'm, as an ex-striker trying to play up front, I wasn't a big a fan of the referees in the first place. But I, I, I think a lot of the people have got to be looking at the players themselves first and foremost. And what, what I mean by that is if you take the default situation the other day at Ibrox and the fact that Rangers get four penalties or, or I could have had five, that point where the, the tackle goes into the four, if the defender is making, in my opinion, the daft idea to dive in and give the referee a decision to make, surely the, as a manager, uh, you know, St Byrne, the first thing the manager would be doing is saying, why are you diving in in a situation like that and giving, giving the referee a decision to make in the first place? Whether the referee's making the decision right or wrongly, why give him the option? Why give him the chance to make the decision in the first place? One of the first things I used to get taught all the time was, don't give the referee a decision to make. Because if you give him a decision It makes your fault No has Jim Duffy What do you, what do you make of Justin's point I'm quite keen obviously To knock the referee yeah. stuff in the head It can rumble on and on But it's it's a fair question What do you think No I think managers do Tell players that You know And, and will say to them And, 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 and Oren Kearney may well have said to his players But obviously when there's a bit of controversy, then if man just focus on the controversy, it does it sometimes protects their players a little bit or protects results if you have not the greatest results. So sometimes people talk about that and maybe no talk about the frailties of your team. But I've got no doubt that just about every manager, if not every manager, will say to his players, listen, don't dive in running around into the box. Thanks to Justin in London. Peter's a Celtic fan in Postle Park. Um, Peter, there haven't been... Well, any shocks at Celtic Park this season in the league? Are you expecting another straightforward evening, or can you see Hibs causing one or two problems? I think it causes one or two problems, Gordon. I anticipate an open game like the last time against Hibs at Park. It uh, obviously all depending on the personnel available to Brendan, uh, whether like Salustic makes it. If uh, no, obviously the new boy Tojan will get into right back. Then does he play the infamous Jack Henry at centre back on say Simonovic or does he put Neil Beaton in there for his actual first start in you know, a year? Just really going to be depending on the personnel. So but I'm hoping, hoping going to win shortly. I'm just hoping for a, 
I three throw not and gain the way Hibs normally do when they come to Parkhead they don't sit in like, the last few games at Parkhead the way teams are sat in We can't answer these for sure until we know who doesn't make it Roger but looking at Celtic's injury list it's quite lengthy having said that their squad is big how do you expect Brendan Rodgers to fix those things tonight Peter's given a few suggestions well it was quite refreshing at the weekend to hear Brendan Rodgers speaking after the game at Perth he's not phased by the injury list you know he doesn't use it as a negative he doesn't try and use it as an excuse he just said that's why we've got a big squad you know we'll plug the gaps it doesn't matter who it is we'll, we'll fill the gaps so without Azir tonight I would expect Peter near Beaton would start alongside Simonovic at the back unless Bayata's rushed back and I don't really see any any need to rush Dedrick Bayata back in as you say Jeremy Tolian first start probably right back in the absence of Forrest I would think Ollie Burke would go right which puts you know, a more orthodox position anyway for Ollie Burke and that would allow Timothy Weir to come in for a start through the middle Would that would be how I would anticipate the Celtic lineup starting as for Hibs I don't want to disappoint you Peter I don't think they'll come the way Hibs teams came when Neil Lennon was the manager I think Eddie May is a more pragmatic sort I would expect him to try and get bodies behind the ball um, he doesn't have some of the offensive players that, that Neil had you know Coming to Celtic Park in the past The likes of McGinn, the McGeer, Camarton, Boyle People like that um, They're not on a great run of form Confidence isn't great among the Hibs players I witnessed it myself at the weekend So I think they'll come in, they'll come They'll try and sit in, they'll try and frustrate Celtic And it'll be up to Celtic to break them down Who's impressed you more so far, Peter Out of um, Weir and Burke? Eh, uh, you know Obviously I've never seen uh, the game against Hamilton, so obviously I never seen Tennessee Rear starting, but uh, all the bot shown up a wee bit. I thought obviously at the beginning was just when we signed him, I was a wee bit cautious of it, but like Roger, I think his strongest position is in coming off the flanks. That's how, but, uh, but he's proven this because I don't think he's a back to goal striker. Obviously, we've been last week, like Sam Mister, Sam Mister in the summer, so I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He's got a couple of goals, he's making a nuisance himself up there and creating space for other players, so. I'm impressed with him so far, and the boy we are, I think, will actually start on the bench tonight. I think it'll either be Mikey Johnson at the right-hand side, or Johnny Hayes, I think, uh, wears more an impact player just now, and he's he's lighting things up a wee bit, and hopefully, as I say, hopefully Roger the rang it for once, and as a free home free game tonight, but Gordon, can I show you a question? How come... If you're very, very, very quick, because Amber's already chapping that door for the right. travel. How come you've not got actual programme on at 10 o'clock, when there's a full cab? Peter, that is a question way above my pay grade. I'll, I, I'll try and get an answer for you. Is that all right? Cheers, Gordon. Okay, that was Peter in Postle Park. We're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard. We're here from Chris Davis, Derek McInnes, Eddie May. It's all happening. We'll do that next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. Jim Duffy and Roger Hanna Here with me Gordon Duncan And tonight's Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Huge games up and down the country Aberdeen Rangers Celtic Hibs Dundee Kilmarnock Hamilton St Johnson Hearts Livy And St Mirren Motherwell All of your thoughts on the above please 01419511025 Twitter is at Clyde SSB uh, Speaking of which Big Burgundy has tweeted He says Did the panel think if Celtic win Considering the injury crisis And Rangers slip up The gap becomes 9 Would the panel think the league is over? Um, I suppose well, Rangers would need to lose for that to happen. Roger um, still yeah, highlights why it's such no, a big well, evening. Not, I wouldn't say the league would be over because it would still be two old fun games still to come. So I think it would be a setback. I said at the top of the show, I think it's must win for Rangers for a couple of reasons. They need to keep the pressure on 
Celtic Celtic have responded well since the defeat at Ibrox in December but also they, they need to prove to themselves that they can win games must win games like this at Petodre stay above Aberdeen and keep the heat in Celtic you always talk about sort of you know landing a marker sending out a message call it what you will Jim Duffy the head to heads have belonged to Aberdeen this season um, that would be yeah. another aspect tonight yeah, but I mean, the first thing the Rangers have to do is finish above Aberdeen. Aberdeen have finished second the last, was it, four seasons? And, uh, you know, for Rangers to make progress, finishing second is progress. It's not what the Rangers fans want. It's not what the Rangers manager wants. But it does, uh, you know, it does uh, signify progress. I, I, I'm slightly different from Roger. I think if, if there was a nine-point gap after tonight, I, I couldn't see Celtic. Losing the nine point gap I think it'd be too much And I do think The league title race would be over mm, That's what the guys think What do you think though? Let us know on the phones Or on Twitter Let's hear from the managers Ahead of the big one At Pitodry We'll do the home boss first Derek McInnes There's always a belief Can into any game You know I feel as though we, The way we work The experience Over the last few years That we've had Good and bad That we, we feel we can If we're right And bring a performance Against any team We can win the game um, I think especially here at Petodri So we look forward to the game It's an opportunity We know we've only 14 games to go in the league That every game seems to become that bit more important It's the same three points as, as we won on Saturday And we want to go and try and win the game Just That's pure and simple Just to try and deal with the game We want to go above Rangers Because that's shown that we've won the game But it's not the most important thing You know, The most important thing is just try to win the game Regardless of where that takes us, you know, we just want to try and concentrate on the game. There's enough about this fixture, as we all know about, for the supporters to get heated and um, it's important that there's calm heads. We just want to play the game, not the occasion and the importance of just trying to deliver the performance. Derek McInnes there, of course, up against Stephen Gerrard tonight. It's a big game for us. Big three points at stake. Uh, I don't think previous games are important anymore. But obviously we'll respect Aberdeen because they've um, took two important results away from us late on in games and also the first game of the season in the league they scored late on as well so the respect's certainly there but it's all about the game that's in the future and the game that's up and coming and we need to go there and perform at a level that's capable of getting the three points you know playing Aberdeen at any time in the season is always a big game you know the rivalry you know, we've had some really good battles against them already this season so we're really looking forward to that one and that, that is the one we have to be focused on and then we'll worry about Kilmarnock you know, after we've been to, to Aberdeen but it's at that stage of the season now where every game's big. We had to be Carlton beating the cup because we were desperate to be in the next round of the cup. Uh, we had to take maximum points off St Mirren because we were expected to. You know, and the setback we had at Kilmarnock in the league, it means that obviously we put a bit of pressure on ourselves. So even after this week, no matter what the results are, the game coming up will be such a big game as well. That's what time of the season we're in, and that's the you know they're the games we want to be involved in. Thinking back to those head-to-heads, panel what? What lessons can be learned? Because if you think about the games, although the results haven't gone Rangers' way, they've been pretty tight games. I don't think either team's really dominated them as such. In fact, if anything, the semi-final and so on, Rangers had the most of the play. Does that will that be a reminder to Steven Gerrard that, that Aberdeen have that that resilience, that doggedness to hang in and, and and take one chance if it comes along? I think that uh, you know Rangers will have to be ruthless when they get their opportunities. They know that the longer the game goes, if it's tight. That Aberdeen are more than capable, whether it's from a set piece has happened in the the semi final or you know you know in the last gasp equaliser at the start of the season, but they know they're capable of uh, dragging the result even when they're not at their best. And I think from Derek McInnes's point of view, he'll be emphasising that here's Stephen Gerrard saying, listen, it's not about what happened, it's about the next game going forward. I think Derek McInnes will actually be going the other way. I think he'll be saying, listen, 
look at the performances we've had against Rangers or look at the results. Mm. So therefore, he's he's he'll be instilling at his players, reinforcing that belief that listen, regardless of whether we, we we might not dominate the game, we might be on the back foot for long spells, but we have the knowledge and the know-how to get a result. So I think he'll be insisting that, and and I think that will concern. The Rangers pays a little bit if it is tight going into the last stages of the match. We're about to speak to Jim, who's a Rangers fan, but let's get the Celtic starting eleven. It's hot off the press, Sandra McLean. Yeah, it looks like three changes for Celtic from their last outing. Mikael Lustig, Christopher Ayer and James Forrest all drop out. There's a first start for Jeremy Toyan. Dedrick Boyata is back in from the start as well, as is Timo Weah. So it is Scott Bain to start in goal. A back four of Jeremy Toyan, Dedrick Boyata, Joseph Simunovic and Emilio Izagiri. The midfield three, Scott Brown, Callum McGregor and Ryan Christie. And it's Timothy Weah and Scott Sinclair either side of Oliver Burke. On the bench, uh, Vakun Isuf Bayou actually makes his first appearance on the bench for Celtic. So the bench in full, Craig Gordon, Nair Beaton, Bio, Johnny Hayes, Mikael Lustig, Ewan Henderson and Mikey Johnston. OK, if you're on your way to the game or you're going to be sitting and joining the comfort of your own home, let us know what you make of that team lineup this evening. Three changes, Dedrick Boyata back, Oliver Burke and Timothy Weir both play. Jim's a Rangers fan in Kilmarnock. Hi Jim. Hi guys, um, just listening to the show on the way home there. I hear Roger and Hannah saying um, something about Celtic's been playing... Celtic, was that his word? After the old firm defeat Celtic's been playing really well. Roger, they've played teams in the bottom half of the league. This is their first test tonight. And you are going on if Rangers get beat. What if Celtic get beat tonight and Rangers mm. win? That's mega pressure on Celtic. Celtic's never had any pressure on. They've won the league easy because they've never had any competition. If they get beat for Hibs tonight, which is, it could happen. Hibs are a decent side. Listen, we could get beat for Aberdeen as well. But if we go and beat Aberdeen and Celtic get beat, that's mountains of pressure that's on Celtic. And it'll be interesting to see how they handle it because Brendan Rodgers has never experienced that before. But a right good title challenge from Rangers. Yeah, I mean, Hibs are in the bottom half of the league as well, worth remembering, Roger. But uh, Jim, I mean, Jim's right. That's why it's such a big night. You know, pressure works in various directions. I couldn't agree more. Um, the point I made earlier on was Celtic have won every game since the, the, the loss to Rangers. Now, it doesn't matter if you're playing Wraith Rovers or Real Madrid. All you can do is win a game of football. And they've won the games of football. And I- they're now six points clear. Um, Rangers, I saw the two teams that the Old Firm played tonight I saw them on Saturday, Hibs against Aberdeen Aberdeen are a significantly better team than Hibernian at the minute Now Celtic are at home to a poor Hibernian team And Rangers are away to an Aberdeen side that they've struggled against this season In the last 20, 30 years they haven't tended to struggle against Aberdeen But they've struggled against Aberdeen this season A couple of decent performance, decent performance at Pataudry The start of the season, lost a late goal Decent performance actually for a, for a bit of the semi-final Lost a late goal And then lost at home to Ibrox You ask Gordon what, what, what have Rangers learned What they've learned is They need to keep 11 men in the park They need to keep Alfredo Morelos On the park We're talking about Whether he'll start up front on his own Or whether he'll play with the four If he keeps getting sent off It doesn't matter Where they play him So Rangers can go To Petaudry And they can win the game Tonight Absolutely no doubt about it But I think it'll be tougher For Rangers at Petaudry than it will be for Sale to get home to Hibs. Jim, we're about to get the, uh, the the Rangers team. It shouldn't be too far away. Have you got any last-minute thoughts on what it should yeah. be? Roger, no, 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 there's no mention of Celtic having a depleted team tonight with injuries. When you look at Celtic's bench, there's no much coming off that bench either. These don't seem to highlight much of the, the Celtic. Celtic's got a lot of first-team players out tonight. And Hibs are maybe... The Hibs team are fighting for their future. They've got a new manager coming in in 7 to 10 days' time. Do you know how they guys are going out there fighting for their future? Right. And they're going to try and put in a performance of a lifetime tonight. Honestly, no I saw them on Saturday It didn't look like a team That were fighting for anything Other than getting up the road, Jim Now I've seen Hibs teams Fight 
And I think they'll go there And they'll sit behind the ball And they'll try and defend For all they're worth For a long time This isn't a great Hibs team Now I know There's nothing you would like better Jim Than Hibs to go and win 2 nothing at Celtic Park And Aberdeen To lose at home to Rangers I, I, can, I think I can Just about get that From what, what you're saying to us But I'm just trying to say I saw the two teams At the weekend This isn't a classic Hibs team Now they might go And they might win at Parkhead I'm just saying to you It's not a great Hibs team and Rangers have struggled against Aberdeen If you're putting me in the spot as to who'll win the game I think Celtic will win the game And by the law of averages I think Rangers are probably due to win one against Aberdeen So Jim Duffy made a very good point No Scott McKenna There's no Michael Devlin either For Aberdeen at the back They're two key players Cosgrove the top scorer could be missing They're giving a late fitness test to Joe Lewis Although I'm pretty sure he'll start in goal I think Rangers are due it I think Rangers might just get a 2-1 up there tonight And the title race continues apace. Thanks to Jim in Kilmarnock, 01419511025. We've already given you the Celtic team. We're going to bring you the Rangers and the Aberdeen teams pretty soon. Uh, we'll give you a full roundup, of course, when we get everything into us. Alex, a Celtic fan on the line. You heard the Celtic team, Alec. What do you make of it tonight? Hi, lads. How are we doing? Yeah, yeah. good, thanks. Uh, it's quite funny there listening to your man Jim having a wee hissy fit. They <laughs> seem to know a bit more about my team and what he did about his own. But anyway, eh. Uh, I am quite interested with the Celtic team. I'm glad that Christie's back. Uh, just the way I was looking on uh, Sunday, it didn't look as if he was too clever. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting to see the light show, first and foremost. First and foremost? That's the most important thing. Football and we put a light show on as well. Right, first and foremost. Uh, uh, Gordon, I disagree with you. Uh, I think that you say that uh, if Rangers were to drop points tonight, I said in the show last week, that if Rangers or Kilmarnock was to drop anything with the lead that Celtic's got to now, the lead would be done. Kilmarnock dropped the points against Hearts. That was aimed at it. Uh, so Rangers need to, to try and get maximum points every game they play if they want to try and hold on to Celtic's coattails. But we are, we, the guy that was on says that Celtic under pressure. I've said in the show as well that it's not just about players with skill and ability. Celtic's got a team full of winners. Celtic's got a team full of winning mentality. And, you, and it takes years to get that. Whether it comes for Lustig, Gordon, whoever, Brown, guys who, who have been used to winning year in, year out, before Rodgers came. So I'm looking forward to Lang seeing we are starting the night. It's good to see Bio on the bench. So as the, And hopefully we'll start to see guys like Tierney Obviously, Bayata's back. It's going to be good to see us maybe coming into full strength and full pelt coming near. Mm. We're at the, almost at the business end now. Uh, Jim Duffy, I wonder if we will see a debut for, for Bayo. Mm. Um, he's obviously not included in that Europa League squad. Yeah. Someone had to miss out. It was yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Maybe a, a, a late cameo for him as his debut. Yeah, I mean, again, it will depend how the game goes. If Celtic are in a good position where they can go and um, throw Bale on a little bit, um, you know, like they've introduced Weir uh, into the team when Celtic have been on the front foot creating chances and he's he's managed to capitalise on that and show his quality and endear themselves to the fans straight away. And also, you know, um, Oliver Burke getting a couple of goals as well. Leading the line, it'll be interesting to see. We're not sure whether Burke will play wide and uh, we are through the middle, or we'll play wide, and will stay through the middle. But either way, I, I agree with Alec with Christie. I, I look, he was obviously limping the last ten minutes against Johnson. But with McGregor Brown, Christie in that midfield, Boyata back in. You know, it's really a very strong Celtic team. We know they've got injuries, obviously suspension as well. Aya, 
But that is a very strong starting eleven. Um, and, and the bench has still got plenty of options on it if, if required. So I think Bayer will just depend on the game. I think if it's a tight game, I'm not mm. sure if he throws them on, but if, if Celtic are in control of the game, then I think that uh, Brendan Rodgers will give him a run out. Uh, remember, we are on Twitter at Clyde SSB 01419511025 on the phones. Um, just looking to see if there's anything on Twitter. Would Aberdeen be seriously considered title contender should they win tonight? All the talk is can Rangers catch Celtic, but the top four is so tight. Could there be a Leicester yet? <laughs> says Lee Fisher. Uh, listen, in, in terms of the the points tally, it's clearly a valid yeah. question whether they can go the distance. Yeah, I mean, if Aberdeen won tonight, they go above Rangers. I mean, they're still. Uh, oh, it depends on Celtic Cubs result. You know, either on. I think it would be Jim. Said, yeah, Celtic could lose. We, we don't think they will, but they could. Of course, it happens. It's happened already this season. I said Hibs won convincingly. Easter Road two 0 I was at that game, and uh, mm. you know they were absolutely terrific that day. But there just seems to be just a little bit of a hangover for one reason or another. Um, since uh, either you know, Neil Lennon left, and they just haven't quite got themselves back on track yet. We do have team news, breaking team news from Pataudry Aberdeen against Rangers, Dave Galloway. Yeah, a very interesting uh, Rangers team. They start uh, McGregor, Tavernier, Worrell, Goldson, Barisic, McCrory, Jack, Arfield, Candeus, Kent and Morelos. Uh, Morelos on the bench. Fodringham, uh, Katic, Halliday, Koulibaly, Davis, Lafferty and uh, Defoe. Aberdeen are uh, Lewis, uh, then Logan, Holben, McKenna, Considine, uh, Mackay, Stephen, Ferguson, Shinney uh, and Lowe. Uh, and Stewart and Cosgrove. Um, so two very interesting Indeed. lineups. The subs for Aberdeen: Cherney, Gleeson, Wilson, uh, McGinn, May, Devlin, and Ball. Huge team news, really, from Pataudry. So there's no Defoe, there's no Davis, and there is Scott McKenna for mm. Aberdeen. Is that the right call or the wrong call? Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. You tell us. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Win the compensation you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Roger Hanna and Jim Duffy are here with me, Gordon Duncan. One hour to kick off across the Premiership this evening. The last thing we did before the travel was give you the team news from Pitaudry. Scott McKenna makes it for Aberdeen. Defoe and Davis on the bench for Rangers back to a more familiar lineup for them. So what do you make of that? 01419511025. Uh, we do have a full fixture card. What else is jumping out at you tonight apart from the, the, the two games we've discussed? Well, I think that uh, Motherwell and uh, St Mirren I think is uh, another one. Motherwell going for five wins in a row and St Mirren just desperately seeking you know some points. I think, uh, you know, obviously... Dundee losing that last gasp equaliser to Hamilton. Um, I mean, they're just giving them that little bit more breathing space. But in terms of St Mirren, they have to find some sort of formula to try and get mm. to try and um, you know get themselves a victory to give themselves a bit of confidence. Yeah, the, the, they've been poor St Mirren. I mean, all of your already at the weekend was about the four penalties at Ibrox, but they're still stuck down there at the bottom of the league. Um, Oren Kearney's tried. Completely overhauling the squad And so far Hasn't really had a kick on It's a big few days They've got two home games At home to An informed motherwell As Jim says Tonight in the league At home to Dundee United In the cup at the weekend If results go for them That could just kick start Their entire season If results don't go for them They were to lose tonight And they're to go out To a championship team on Saturday 
you really would begin to worry for St Mirren If you're in or on your way to Paisley for that game Give us a call 01419511025 We're on Twitter as well Lewis McInnes says I'm hearing a lot of people say If Rangers don't get a result The league is over We've got two old firms Celtic still need to go away to Hearts and Kilmarnock Regardless of what happens tonight The league is not over One game can change everything Charlie's a Rangers fan on the line Charlie Defoe and Davis on the bench tonight You happy with that? I think Defoe's not turned up Last two games It's a modern game um, as, as I say He goes a penalty But I don't think he put a lot of work Right in and all that That's the end of the day I'm, I'm, just, I'm glad he's on the bench yeah, I, like the, I like the look of the team tonight But what I'm on about tonight is um, I believe that um, Gerard's got to get the monkey off his back Regarding Aberdeen Because um, he done it with Celtic uh, He got the monkey off his back And um the thing is, see if we don't win the night, I believe it. I'm one of these ones, if we don't win the night, it is all over. And then uh, it's a double whammy because we've got this commander coming up and all. And see if you get beat with them and all, that is over, definitely over. Because uh, I, I, I can't see us doing anything. You know what I mean? It's not really it would be worth turning up to watch the matches anywhere because. <laughs> Uh, You're a wee bit pessimistic What a doomsday scenario that is A wee bit pessimistic I mean if you win the two games Charlie You know you'll be You'll be high as a kite And you'll be thinking Listen this could be your season So you know Football is a game About just I mean we, we say the oldest cliche in the book About taking it one game at a time but you've got to focus completely on Aberdeen tonight. Ah, there's the old football manager in you coming but, out, Jim Duffy. But that's true because how can you possibly look <laughs> at Kilmarnock at the weekend when you've got a, a game against game Aberdeen? Tonight, yeah. And uh, if you win that, that, as I said to you, the, the confidence is just goes flowing through the veins. As I mentioned before, not just the confidence into the players in the dressing room, but in the, in amongst the supporters think, listen, this is us, you know, we're on we're on track now, we're, we're, we're timing, we're running right, we've got games coming up, if we win that... And what you also do is, is you put away the opposition a little bit in terms of you know them competing for that, and it, it might become a two horse race, but it's a two horse race that the the old firm fans want. You know they want that. So I think it's a huge match for Rangers tonight. I mean it's a very very difficult match. I'm looking at the Rangers team with McCrory and Jack and Arfield. They're obviously McCrory is a kind of two. We Arfield supporting, and you know Rangers have went made sure that they're competitive in there. But I'm a, I'm a bit surprised that Davis isn't playing. I didn't think, as I said, Defoe would play. But I'm a bit surprised because I still think you need to keep the ball. You need to be creative. And I think Davis has got all the experience in the world. Could handle going up to Aberdeen, no problem. Obviously, I'm not fully aware if he's 100% sharp or it, the, the, he's very best yet. But I think playing in the diamonds has not been ideal for him. I think if he played in the 4-2-3-1 tonight, with, if he was sitting alongside Jack... Um, I, I personally think that Rangers would have mm. had a little bit more guile and a wee bit more craft. But listen, Stephen Gerrard has picked that team tonight, and it'll be it'll be up to them to see if they can do the business. Final word to you, Charlie. Well, I forgot to say, but you know yourself, um, Katinia. You say what you want about him, but we beat them. We beat uh, Aberdeen three 0 when he was in charge, and uh, even Murty we beat Aberdeen. So you could I mean. I like Gerard, but uh, I just can't understand how you can't seem to get the better of Aberdeen. The semi-final of the cup and all, we were, I wouldn't say we were all Ireland, but we were the best team until they scored. So he didn't seem to have the tactics to beat Aberdeen somehow. I just, I, I'm very unexpected. Mm. Uh, thing about it, as I say, 
Even a draw is no good enough for me We've got to definitely win that game tonight Well we'll find out very soon indeed Thanks to Charlie and Airdrie Brian is on his way to the Celtic game And he wants to give his thoughts So the best thing to do first Brian Is quickly get the full teams Because we didn't bring you the, the Hibs team earlier Andrew McLean yeah, the Hibs team, there's two changes, two interesting changes as well. Stevie Mallon and Marvin Bartley go out, and then come Ryan Gold and Sean Mackey. So it looks as if it's a straight-up 4-4-2 for Hibs in this one. 0 for Marciano in goal, a back four of David Gray, Darren McGregor, Paul Hanlon and Lewis Stevenson. The midfield four, Ryan Gold, Mark Milligan, Vikintis Slivka and Sean Mackey. And it's Ollie Shaw partnering Florian Camberi up top. The substitutes, Dabrowski, Nelom, Johnson, Bagiramana, Omionga, Mallon and Mark McNulty. The referee who we hopefully won't be talking about too much tomorrow is Craig Thompson. And a quick reminder of that Celtic team It is Scott Bain in goal in a 4-3-3 It's Jeremy Tolian, Dedrick Boyata, Jozo Simunovic and Emilio Izagiri at the back The midfield three, Callum McGregor, Scott Brown and Ryan Christie With Timothy Way and Scott Sinclair either side of Oliver Burke The substitutes, Gordon, Beaton, Lustig, eh, Johnson, Hayes and Bayo Brian's a Celtic fan on the line, what do you make of that team Brian? Uh, excellent, I'd just like to say I'm sitting here reporting from the executive room on board the Famous St Ninian's Paul McStay. Um, I'd like to say hello to the boys. Hello to the boys on the bus. <laughs> He's on the um, bus. I wondered what that was. We're on the bus. We're in the executive room, if you know what I mean. So, tonight, tonight our football team will be stretched. If you if you look at the, the um, transfer the, the situation and the, the window, as they called it, and a lot of you guys turned around and said, oh, who's had the best window? Is it Celtic? Is it Rangers? Well, there, there was a lot of unknowns in the Celtic uh, transfer window. And it's only Celtic that I really want to talk about because we brought in a young guy, 18 years old. I think this young guy could be one of the most exciting football players that Scottish football has seen since another unknown, Maravjic, come into the, the team. Now, remember one of your um, pundits said a long time ago, oh, they should have got John Spencer. Who's Maravjic? Can't even say his name. Well, that comes out with a bit egg in his face. Uh, young Weir, I think, is going to be the most exciting footballer to the end of the season. Celtic are building on the momentum. Super we got uh, the wee blip there just before the turn of the year. It happened. One in 13, I'll take it if it happens at that 75. But Celtic are full of winners. Absolutely. They know how to win the game from Christmas, New Year to May. They've done it for the last eight years. And they'll do it in the next two or three years. I, I, I really don't see any team that's going to take over for Celtic. Because we've got cash, we've got uh, momentum, we've got the management, we've got the club moving in the right direction. You guys are, are it's your job to, to make some, you know, something on the radio and talk about it. But when I hear weeks and weeks of Rangers had a better uh, window, and just, it was an unknown. Nobody knew what Leo was doing. Nobody knew what the butt was doing. Nobody knew what this new guy done at right back told him. But the truth of the matter is, our manager and our coaches and our staff does. Celtic's actually got momentum. They've got six points in front. They've got the League Cup in the bag. They're still in European football and we're in a disaster season, mm. apparently. So I just like everybody to understand what winning's all about. It's about getting yourself sorted out one game at a time. I don't care who wins or loses tonight as long as Celtic win. Right, we're running out of time slightly, Brian. Thanks for the thoughts. It was uh, we covered a, a lot of, of, of ground there. Um, where is it certainly right, Roger? The injury list: Tierney, Benkovic, Rogic, Griffiths, Ayer, Forrester, the, the unavailable list. So I mean that that sounds bad, and it is because they're all important players. But when you when you look at the strength of the players that are still available, 
It's you know it certainly doesn't seem like the end of the world. Yeah, that was the point Brendan Rodgers was making after the win at St Johnson at the weekend when he lost Lustig and he lost Forrest to injury. He finished up with nine men after Angel's red card in, in, in the dying seconds. He didn't seem phased. Um, that was why he bolstered the squad with Weir and Burke and Bio and Tolian in the January window just to reinforce Celtic for the run in because they've had so many injuries, a couple of suspensions thrown in as well. I fully expect them to win. Um, I'm not as confident as Brian But I don't think I've ever met anyone Or heard anyone that seems to be as confident <laughs> as Brian and, and you have to feel sorry for Hugh Keevans you know, <laughs> he, he could lift till he's 130 He could win the lottery could, another he, couple he, of years. He, he could win Dancing on Ice And he'll still be known as the guy who slagged Maravchik <laughs> 20 odd years ago I also liked that Brian wasn't happy with anyone Having made predictions about <laughs> the window But he was going to predict it where was the next Maravchik yes, So there yeah. we go, we'll leave that one there <laughs> With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. It's that time of the night where you come on, show off your footballing knowledge and potentially win yourself a signed ball. It's Jim Duffy, it's Roger Hanna minus one and it could be you taking them on. If you fancy it tonight, 0141 951 1025, do it quick. You only have until the news at seven o'clock. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Roger Hanna and Jim Duffy are here with me, Gordon Duncan, building up to a full fixture card in the Scottish Premiership. What more could you want? We've got Aberdeen and Rangers, Celtic and Hibs, Dundee, Kilmarnock, Hamilton, St Johnson, Hearts, Livingston and St Mirren up against Motherwell We're going to hear from Stephen Robinson And the St Mirren camp soon So get your thoughts in On that one please Home fans Travelling fans The number you need 0141 After this Beat the pundit With goals In the Scottish Sun The SPFL And EPL Latest Every Monday Wednesday And Saturday it is Beat the Pundit time The chance for you to show off your knowledge Get one over on the pundits And potentially win yourself a signed ball At the end of it So Roger Who starts on minus one now Remember Because this unbeaten run's doing my nut in Disgrace uh, And Jim Duffy He just starts on zero There we go You've not graduated to that yet that's Jim right, Duffy right, um, One of them is taking on David from Milton David's a Rangers fan What are you thinking for tonight David? On the game by the way Not Beat the Pundit Oh very quiet David I must say you still there? Oh, it's the quietest phone line of all time. Let, let, try that again. Hello? Yes, we've got you. you yes, got you now. All good. Ah. Oh, nice. No, quiet again. We're going to let the producer try and square that one up because that was that wasn't just me, was it? Mm-hmm. No, you two. That that was quiet for you as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it was fine. Quiet. Wasn't make, making sure my ears haven't become blocked or something. So we're going to get David uh, up against either Roger or Jim. Uh, right, we'll try again. David, are you with us? Yes, I'm with you. Right, yes, all good. What are you thinking for your, your team tonight before we go on to beat the pundit? I think we'll beat them 2 1. Think so? Yeah, I feel toss goal. Happy enough with that starting 11 then? No, you know, DeFore, Davis, that's the sort of headline, isn't it? Uh, just Warrell. Just Warrell before Katic. Uh, that is an interesting one. We did have a, we had a couple of tweets in about that, actually. Roger Hanna, it was one that escaped me at the time. Um, I, I just kind of. Bit of a bomb scare, isn't he? Katic had come back in, Roger, and people. Most Rangers fans we get on Twitter and on the phones were, you know, happy with that. But back out tonight, what do you make of that? Um, I, I think when fit, Goldson and Warrell would appear to be Stephen Gerrard's preferred pairing. I thought when Gareth McCauley came in, maybe McCauley would have been one of the first picks. Um, he hasn't done enough. I'm not sure Cattage has done enough either. He started brightly. Stephen Gerrard said he, he, his form and his confidence. Sort of went down a little bit But I would tend to agree with what David said I haven't been particularly sold in Joe Worrell uh, I said it before 
that costly mistake at Rugby Park he has a lot to prove mm. You've got some support David Scott McFarlane's on Twitter He says it's a strong lineup, But Katic hasn't put a foot wrong Since coming back He's dropped again Worrell's okay But he wants too much time in the ball It will cost us again Katic and Goldson is the partnership Anyway let's go on to the important stuff Beat the pundit David will be taking on Roger Or Jim So I'm going to toss the coin Heads it's Roger Tails it's Jim And it is Tails Jim Duffy against David from Milton Let me give Jim some Clyde 2 in his ear and we'll get your time up and running. Have you ever played before, David? No, I've not played. As long as the questions on about last night, I'll be all right, I think. Oh, I'm not sure if I can make those promises, but you've got 30 seconds. You're going head-to-head with Jim. You can pass. Here's your chance to beat the pundit. You ready? Yep. Who's the only Premiership team in Scotland on a zero-goal difference? Hamilton. Which team are known as the Staggies? Ross County. Referee Mike Dean is on the verge of reaching which milestone? Which, which English side play at the Rico Arena? Pass. Gordon Scott's the chairman of which Scottish Premiership side? Quick. Come on, look. And Nikola Katic plays for Croatia but was born where? Serbia. They are tough. They were tough tonight, weren't they, David? Ah, uh, you're solid, aye. Right, let me bring Jim back. Jimmy, you with us? Yep. Right, same set of questions to you, Jim Duffy, shall we? Who's the only Scottish Premiership side on a zero goal difference? Uh, Motherwell What team are known as the Staggies? Ross County Referee Mike Dean is on the verge of reaching which milestone? I've seen that, is it 100 Premier League matches? Which English side play at the Rico Arena? Middlesbrough Gordon Scott is the chairman of which Premiership side in Scotland? Sinan. Nikola Katic plays for Croatia but was born where? Serbia How many countries has Alan McGregor played in professionally? Uh, four Okay You've heard the competition David? Uh, I think Hammer does Do you think so? Remember that? Nah, I don't know I don't know if it was a hammer in that I was only sure. com- two I think uh, Let's go through them The only Scottish Premiership side On a zero goal difference Would you take a guess? Livy It is Livy So it's mm. nil nil mm. uh, You both got the second question right though You'll be pleased to know um, Ross County Are known as the Staggies Referee Mike Dean Is on the verge of reaching Which milestone? 100 red cards 100 red oh, cards right. I've seen a, a hundred something something But I didn't actually read yeah, the story He's so sent off 99 people so far Which English side play at the Rico Arena? Coventry See him just Roger Hannah's mm. He just I, dishes out the answers I, I've actually been there with Hugh Keevans And I'll tell you about it in a moment oh, um, Now I'm interested Right so it's still mm-hmm. one all mm-hmm. um, Gordon Scott is the chairman of which Premiership side at St Mirren oh, So Jim Duffy moves into a 2-1 lead That was one of the few Nikola Katic plays for Croatia But was born where? You oh. both went Serbia Bosnia It's Bosnia mm-hmm. um, And finally How many countries has Alan McGregor played in professionally? Scotland Turkey and England Three You said four mm-hmm. So You hang on to your lead It's a two for Jim Duffy And only a one for David Hardlines David Ah no worries Good man right. Hope you enjoy the game tonight That was David uh, In Milton I mean It's scrappy But you'll take mm-hmm. it Yeah Listen It's all about uh, the three points All these other cliches One game a scra- at a time yeah. Scrappy win Happy <laughs> win Good stuff 01419511025 I've been asking for you St Mirren and Motherwell fans To get in touch Motherwell fans It looked a long way off Can you make the top six? Just looking at that league table Is there a chance? Give us your thoughts And St Mirren fans How big a night is tonight In your bid for survival 01419511025 We'll hear from the managers After Brian Who's a Rangers fan in Lark Hall Hi Brian Hi Hi panel Hey Brian Hey Brian uh, a Rangers fan I can't remember what one it was He might have been on first or second We, we 
suggesting we play four four two. There will be times this season that we can't play four four two, especially at Ibrox, uh, when we'll have a lot more of the ball. Uh, tonight, playing against one of our rivals, we have to three central midfielders. Uh, it'll give us a lot more chance of dominating the ball. And I also thought if Golson made his, uh, his late fitness test, that it would be the team that beat Celtic that would play the night. So I thought Davis and Defoe would both be in the bench. And if you look at our bench, it's very, very strong. Very, very strong. Uh, I'm going to come back with another point, if you would just mm. give me uh, your summaries on that, please. Yeah, Jim Duffy, is, is that it then? Is it, is it the nature of the fixture? You know, Rangers may well go on to play yeah. a diamond with mm-hmm. Defoe and Davis, but if you're still trying to make it happen, probably Pataudry is not, not the place to keep trying. Yeah, no, I think Brian's put a good point. The fact the team, you know, you know, played probably their best performance of the season against Celtic. And, uh, you know, if, if uh, Stephen Gerrard believes that they can go up to Pataudry, have a similar type of performance, and, you know, in an intense environment uh, and be able to control the game, which will be important. Uh, and I think Aberdeen will, as I said, as, as Roger said, you know, generally speaking, um, Derek likes to match up in there. So I think he will, you, you'll see a, a, a lot of one to one battles in there. You know, you'll, you'll have people um, competing all over the pitch, and it's, there'll be very little space. Um, also, think Warrell coming in, he's maybe a little bit more aggressive in the air than Katic. And again, Aberdeen with McKenna, we, we didn't think we'd playing as in. Uh, Considine, they've got Buell, Ariel, uh, Prowess, Ferguson, etc. So I, I think that that's another part of the reason why he's brought him in. Listen, it's a, it's going to be a fantastic game tonight, real competitive. I don't know if it will be end to end in terms of goal mouth action, but I think it will be a real, you know, kind of competitive, you know, old fashioned almost Scottish game played in the, you know. Uh, up at Petrodre under the third lights I think it'll be a fantastic I, atmosphere I'd be interested to see what Aberdeen do Because it looks to me Aberdeen have gone 3-4-3 three, three. Mm-hmm. Does that leave them a man down Against the Rangers 3 Against McCrory, Jack and Arfield in there When it's just Shinny and Ferguson Does he try and drop in a Greg Stewart Does he try and drop in a Gary Mackay Stephen to match up Do they go wide to try and stop Barisic and Tavernier coming forward The, the tactical stuff will be fascinating to see I just have a hanker. Rangers are due one against Aberdeen this season. Brian? Yeah, uh, I'm disappointed. We, we seem to have condensed for season into two games. It doesn't matter where you look at it. I look at it a more brighter point of view than my fellow Rangers fan, Charlie, uh, who I don't know the guy, obviously. I, I can only talk about, you know, when he comes on the programme. He, he's awfully pessimistic. Uh, and I've no doubt, you know, the longer you go without winning a trophy, it's hard. It's hard for Rangers fans like you know, like myself. Uh, but we have done that. I believe we should be at least 68 points better off, but this is where we are at the moment. Can I say one other thing? Yeah, if I you're quite... I going last night, but it was absolutely manic. Uh, and talking about referees, uh, I believe referees go on a pitch and try to do their best. The game is so quick. There's so much cameras pinpointing areas, they've got one look and what I was going to say last night if I got on was basically what John Hartson and Tom Boyd said in the papers yesterday about biased and whatever else and bringing in foreign referees, it doesn't help things if, if they believe I believe referees are 100% honest and they make mistakes 
Uh, that sort of thing just does mm. not help things at all. Yeah, Brian pr- is it makes a decent point in the sense, Jim, that the I mean I, I made it quite clear earlier we didn't want to go on about refs all night, but what what what's happened is, it be- th- th- is there a danger of it becoming like a a self fulfilling problem mm. because every time we have a a weekend like that and you can blame whoever you want and, and you know the media speculation <laughs> and. and Fans on social media And it all builds up And builds up And builds up And then what you've got Is a full fixture card tonight Where some people Are desperate for referees To make mistakes tonight Well it's really only up here It happens I've said before uh, On the programme There's referees Make mistakes All over the world In major games From World Cup finals European Cup finals You know Major games English Premiership They make mistakes But up here We think there's an ulterior Reason why because someone is supporting another club or someone wants to benefit another club. When you're a manager and you've been a manager of a lot of clubs that I've been in, you know, provincial clubs, for want of a better phrase, who see all these decisions the same as everyone else, but no one bats an eyelid if it's a bit of a mistake, if you're the Dundee manager or the Mott manager or the Dumbarton manager. But when it's Celtic and Rangers, people think there's an agenda. It's absolute nonsense. And if John Hartson or... Um, Tom Boy think that I totally 100% disagree with him Referees Go on the pitch They make mistakes Like a player Like a manager They can have a nightmare They can have one Horrible match And occasionally that happens But That doesn't mean mm. It's it's uh, You know It's deliberate in any stri- By any stretch of imagination Thanks to Brian A Rangers fan Come on you St Mirren And Motherwell fans Where are you It's a huge game tonight You must be on your way to it By now Half an hour to go Until kick off Let's hear from Stephen Robinson I don't get too Up with We're winning We've won four in a row And we've stayed Very focused We lost a few games In everyone's Crying crisis You know This is this is Motherwell There's slow steps All the time um, I'm confident In the players And I'm confident In the coaching staff And our ability The only people We can take care of Is ourselves It's a big game Wednesday night Um We've got a little bit of consistency to our game. Our performances have been good, but um, it's you know we need to produce that again away to St Mirren. Tough game, battling for their lives. A lot of new signings, so we have to make sure we do the look upwards. You have to go and get points out of them games. Um, what about this? Oh, Roger has just blown his nose there as I put his mic up. We can forgive. It's that time of the year whenever he's got the cold. Uh, a wee bit sniffy. Just keep it away from me if you can. Actually. Um, Looking could at be worse You could have Gordon Dale Blowing his nose in here <laughs> Then we'd know about <laughs> yeah, it They'd be in deep trouble uh, Looking at that league table Roger uh, Muddle are on 30 points St Johnson are on 37 And St Johnson Are going pretty well It's clearly a huge ask But all of a sudden Motherwell's season Looks a lot brighter Than it did a few weeks ago Well of course it does And as Jim said earlier In the show Well they're winning Paisley tonight And you could see that happening Five consecutive league wins doesn't matter who you are or what stage of the season you're at That's decent form um, Stephen Robinson, if you are looking at a Manager of the Month award Based purely on league games Then he must be right up there with a chance Because um, if you take the Ross County Cup defeat out of the equation They have been terrific since before New Year when they won at Hamilton I was at the Hamilton Derby game for Super Scoreboard And there was a whole heap of pressure on Stephen Robinson and Motherwell Going into that game Tom Aldridge scored twice, they won the game and they have never looked back in terms of the league and, and I only saw highlights, Fraser was at the game for Super Scoreboard on Saturday against Livingston they looked terrific, they look as if they could have taken more goals off Livingston at the weekend I would expect them to win in Paisley tonight and if they keep going like this, who's to say that they can't get closer to the teams in the top six? John's a Motherwell fan from Wisher John Roger says that just before the new year there was quite a bit of pressure on Stephen Robinson I wonder if you agree and how you feel about that now? 
I do. Um, sorry, guys. Sorry, hiya. No, you're fine, you? Um, I, I, I do agree. There was a lot of pressure on him. Um, this was my first year and probably a good few numbers of years uh, having a season ticket. And I would say after maybe about four matches, I was kind of regretting it. Um, I was taking my wee boy along for his first time, but there was no football being played. Um, it was three, to me, three defenders that weren't comfortable playing football. They were just, if the ball came to the back, they headed it long, they kicked it long. And I hated it because I was trying to take my wee boy to watch football and there was none getting played. But hats off to him, he's brought in some youngsters. He's, they're now getting the ball down and playing football. And to be honest, the results have picked up massively. So I've kind of changed my opinion. If he's going to continue to do this, I'm happy to keep him as a model manager. But I would say that probably before Christmas, I, I, was, I was wanting him gone, which I never want a manager to get sacked. But I wasn't enjoying it and I certainly wasn't renewing my season ticket at that point. Uh, but I would now If we're going to continue like this How much has the The introduction of guys Like Jake Hasty And the emergence of David Turnbull Played a part in that John Not only young players You know academy graduates That sort of thing Big time I mean I would get into my work And Rangers and Celtic fans Would ask us how they're going And I would say David Turnbull is the one player That wants to play football um, And it was only kind of The good thing about Going to a little game uh, But they've brought in Hasty Who's dead direct Which is, is brilliant But even just the new formation, it seems as if defenders that want to pass the ball, which obviously you've got the kind of young Spanish guy in the midfield that's he's dropping, he, he wants to take the ball, and it's brilliant to see that somebody that's kind of confident. So him, Alan Campbell's come back on it again, um, and Turnbull, to me, Turnbull is going to play at a high level, a very high level. You can kind of see, you can tell when a player's good, you can tell it with McFadden, you can tell it with Pearson, and he's another one, he's, mm. he's it's a standout at a young age Jim Duffy Do you go along with that? Yeah I mean I think uh, Again John's saying You know Listen sometimes managers With the best one in the world You know they go with a, a tried and trusted formula And I think that formula Had been successful for Motherwell Got two cup finals You know in a good position You know comfortable league. And then You know for one reason or another Either injuries Loss of form Whatever happens to be It doesn't quite work And it takes a little bit of time Just to try and make sure That you have a If you clear the head and say the num- sometimes there's a pivotal moment. Sometimes it just comes through default. You've got injuries. You think I'll throw a couple of kids in, and all of a sudden they hit the ground running, and you find a formula that works. But I think credit to Stephen Robinson. You, you mentioned a couple of guys, but also his style. It's easy when you're struggling to maybe throw an experience. He didn't. He went the other way. And so no, I tell you what. If we're going, to, if we're going to you know change things around, let's change things dramatically. And I think that's exactly what he done. He changed the style. He changed the shape of the team. He put younger players in He got energy in He got pace in He got directness in And I think the fans enjoy it The players enjoy it And they're getting the fruits of their success By getting results It's terrific Gary's next up on the phone Thank you to John in Wishup We've got a cracking full-time teaser Coming up as well But I want to tell you about this first Clyde won The Cash Register With wholesale domestic bathrooms Service, style and value That'll get you talking Now unfortunately no winner earlier on in the cash register Poor Angie And I mean that Poor Angie missed out on the cash After she got someone else to answer her phone That was the only thing that kept her away from all that money What a nightmare If you entered make sure you answer your phone Within the five rings So tomorrow 8 o'clock in the morning There's going to be a new cash amount Across the Hits Network You could win up to £10,000 So it really is in your best interest To remember that cash amount Write it down Tell your part Whatever needs to be Keep it 
safe and make sure you remember it. Then answer the phone within five rings if Grant calls you after 3pm. Now, text YES to 61025. That's all you need to do to enter. Couldn't be simpler. Text YES to 61025. It's £2 to play, plus your standard message rate. If you enter today, you're already in the draw uh, for this round, so don't worry. But if you haven't, go and do that right now. Make sure you're listening to Bowie at Breakfast at 8. George will tell you just how much you could win. The full T's and C's and online entry are on our website. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Roger Hanna and Jim Duffy here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Just about to speak to Gary in Rocasia. Let me set up the full time teaser, though. That's when you send the questions in. So you provide the questions, and hopefully the pundits provide. The answers Jim Duffy Let me start by apologising to you Because you're not usually on With Roger Hanna No I'm not So what you're about to see Is a Roger Hanna level Full time teaser Right And you're not going to enjoy it No I'm not Okay (laughs) Sorry Jim They bully me in here I've I've actually noticed that a wee bit uh, Roger I think they're Mm -hmm. taking advantage of you I think think, To be honest with you They're giving your intellect A little bit more credit Than it deserves (laughs) I'm I I would agree We'll see how he does On this question Since 2000 Right. We're looking for six players, okay? Write this down at home. Six players who are not Scottish have played in a Scottish Cup winning final for a team out with the old firm and have played in the English Premier League. So, I, pro- I promised you it was tough. Since 2000, we're looking for six players who are not Scottish have played in a Scottish Cup winning final for a team out with the old firm. Not, not League Cup, just Scottish Cup. Just Scottish Cup. And have played in the English Premier League. Wow, that is tough. John sent that in. It's full time at Clyde1.com if you want to send them in. They don't need to be that hard, trust me. Hugh Keevens and Alex really like the easy ones. <laughs> Jim Duffy. <laughs> Stephen Elliott of Hearts. What did I tell you? Straight off with one of the right answers on a ridiculously hard question. Even Elliot, Stephen Elliot. What's your thought process as to how you how you get that so quickly? Well, you have to think if it's a non-old firm, what, what no, non-old firm teams have won the cup since two thousand? So the yeah. Hibs and Hearts have both won it. Right, the United have won it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was thinking along no. those lines. You know, the teams who have the players who have right. won. It's just very quick to get to him. Anyway, Stephen uh, Elliot, Anthony Stokes. <laughs> You're going to blow this apart We've only got six answers I, Do you know what I cut it down to six Because I thought it was going to be tough Anthony Stokes And Stephen Elliott You can play along on Twitter as well We're looking for six players Since 2000 They're not Scottish They've played in the Scottish Cup Winning finals For a team out with the old firm And they've played in the English Premier League Gary is in Rukesi What's your point tonight Gary? Hi Pan, How are you doing? Yeah, nice good, thanks. Hi, thanks, for, thanks for taking my call No Thank problem you. Yourself, Gordon. Hello. First time caller. Alright, what made you call tonight then? I'm always interested. What makes you pick up the phone? And it was just when I'm a Celtic fan, uh, and just when the Rangers uh, team came out of the radio, I, I'm thinking to myself, just when, uh, the, the January transfer one day when the, the, the two clubs made their signs, there was a lot of the media hype about the game changing because Jermaine Defoe and, and, and Stephen Davis, and yet they they're probably getting about 70 grand a week between the two of them, maybe for, for what we hear is right. And they can't get in the team for the, they can't get in the, the team for the big games because of the system they play. It doesn't suit them. And I think that we've hit the ground, our boys have hit the ground running. They're young boys, they're full of hunger, they're full of pace. 
and I just think that we've hit the ground running, and I, and I can't see Rangers catching us at all this season. I just think that we've, we've come out stronger in this transfer window. I know on paper uh, it maybe looked that two marquee signings for Rangers, Jermaine Defoe and Stephen Davis, and who are these boys Celtic signs? Can he get any of the West Brom team? A young boy for uh, Timothy Weir, reserve player at PSG. But I think they're showing their worth already for Celtic. I uh, just wonder what the panel think on that. Well, they've certainly started brightly. You can't question what they've done there. Was we are coming off the bench to score the clincher at Perth at the weekend. Ollie Bird got a couple of goals at Parkhead and one of the games. Um, for every Celtic fan, Gary, who comes on and makes this point, there'll be a Rangers fan lighting up the, you know, the switchboard to say, "Oh, but Celtic have an easy game. Rangers have a tougher game so far." So, I think you need to give both sets of signings maybe half a dozen or eight games to settle in. Um, you're right. The and Davis have found it harder to get into the Rangers team. Um, I don't think Defoe and Davis have yet found the form that Burke and Weir look to have found But you know, they're still very early days I mean we're only looking at the 6th of February The window was only shut a mm. week ago So I still think it's a wee bit early to judge Just how successful either window shopping in the, in the in January I, months I, 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 I take your point but I just think I mean for me they're running out of time to, show, to, to, to get us I, I reckon you would have needed about 10 games to get it, to get yourself up to up, up to, up to up to scratch and I just don't think there's enough games left for them to get themselves up to scratch I think they've needed a right good pre-season maybe a half a dozen dozen maybe ten games under their belt to get up to match match fitness and I just don't think that they've, they've, I just think that they're running out of time for that I don't think there's enough games for them to get I think by the time they get up to scratch the league will be undone me but you've also I also feel as well we've got a, a, a fullback there who looked really good when he came on on Saturday against St Johnston he put a crack and cut back to James Forrest he looks an intelligent player and I just think I, that's only my personal opinion I agree with what you're saying that I can see where you're coming from but I just think they've not got enough time to get themselves <laughs> up to speed uh, Jim Duffy I suppose yeah. that, that's the, the question then when when you enter a transfer window are you are you looking for players that fit straight away into your system and make that system better or are you looking for players that allow you to play other systems from the one which you currently play Listen, I think most managers Look for options In terms of the system They don't just say Well I'll just to be a, a like for like You know Most of the teams At the top level Particularly Celtic and Rangers now Will be looking as if they've, If they get two players In every position So to speak um, But From Rangers point of view I do think Stephen Gerrard Signed these players With p- perhaps Intention Of going to a diamond and, and he hasn't been Quite convinced yet That that is the right formula and when he's went back with the two wingers, Candice and Kent, they just look a little bit more comfortable in it. And that would mean he will have to sacrifice something. He could go 4-4, you know, with, a, with, a, with as I said, Defoe playing off Morelos, particularly, as I said, Ibrox. But I think that, that that system hasn't quite clicked. I think from Celtic's point of view, I think, you know, they're, they're back four or whatever side they want to play, their midfield in terms of whether it's McGregor, Christie, Brown or Cham coming in. That's not really changed. So those players that come in at the top end of the pitch, I think it's an easier fit because the way Celtic play, you know, they play with the, the, the three front guys, they interchange at times, they can drop off, they can play with two wingers, they can play with one through the middle. Um, and I think it's, it's, it's suited those players a little bit easier uh, in terms of the system. But you've got to be good players, you've got to be able to handle, as I said, playing for these big clubs. And, you know, again, I'm with, I'm with Roger, I think tonight's game will say a little mm. bit more about uh, the mentality of 
the Rangers players and for Celtic the expectation level will be that they should win the game comfortably tonight and of course you, you can force your way in but sometimes you need an opportunity where mm. and and uh, Burke sort of striking options arrive at a time when when Odson Edward was injured and Malik Griffiths mm. isn't available so there, there's that opportunity there sometimes you can force your way in but you know, you never know. If if uh, Alfredo Morelos had missed the first couple of games, Defoe goes straight in, and then it, it might be different. And the only one of the big money signings who was actually a big money signing at Bio is on the bench for the first time tonight. Celtic fans might get a glimpse of him for the first time tonight. He's not in the Europa League squad. Only three of the new signings could be added: Weir, Burke, Toljan, all added. Uh, so Bio won't be playing against Valencia. But he could well be seen tonight against Hibs and possibly Sunday against St Johnson. Fascinating to see how he settles in and whether he can grasp the opportunity at a time when Edward is injured again and there's still no Griffiths coming back. Thanks to Gary and Rukesi. It's 0141-951-1025 on the lines. You can tweet us at Clyde SSB. Hugh Moan's got a cracker on the teaser. Coco Mizuno CSC has got a cracker on the teaser as well. I'll give you two a couple of more minutes uh, to think. I'm also running a steward's inquiry into one of them. I must say Well one um, of the ones we've got No no One of the ones that is not on the list But it's okay all, all in good time I've got about 20 minutes To try and square that one up uh, Kenny's a Hearts fan From Airdrie Hi Kenny Hi guys Evening to you though okay. uh, No I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm As I said to you earlier in the season I'm really enjoying this season But uh, I think Hearts are looking pretty good I think uh, As Mark said Referring to Motherwell's forum I think Hearts are kind of on a par with them uh, But I, I'm just really glad to see All the injuries and hopefully we can kick on with the, the way the season started and make a good run in the second half and scare all of them above us. <laughs> Hearts, yeah. at the moment, where are they? So much hype at the yeah. early part of the season. Yeah, I think it was very difficult, Hearts. I mean, we, we talk, we're talking tonight about injured players at Celtic and the squad they have, but Hearts didn't have the same strength and depth. And they lost you know, massive players at the start of the season, albeit you know, Lafferty left the club, but the likes of Christoph Berra, uh, Piezo and stuff like that, you know, and uh, Herring's been out, and there were just a number of players that just uh, were injured. John Suter, uh, and uh, you know, I think they were decimated by injuries at a time when they were playing very well. Um, they were in good run of form, and a lot of confidence. And it just took a couple of months really to readdress that, get one or two players in, get a lot of confidence. Jim came back in, things like that, and and I think Hearts are definitely. Going to have a strong, um, you know, last third of the last quarter of the season, um, because I think they're getting most of their players back now. Stephen Naismith was another one that missed, and I think uh, you know, as uh, um, Kenny was saying there, I think um, you know the football is a little bit more enjoyable. I think they they just had to dig a few results out when they were struggling, and it wasn't very pleasing in the eye. But now I think they're a little bit more, a little bit more um, attack minded because they've got more options. Roger Hanna. I was thinking ask Kenny the Jambo if it was any Hearts players that won the two cup finals in the mm. 2000 he could help as well. Kenny's not allowed to help you, I'm afraid. <laughs> I've been racking my head with it, Mark, honestly. <laughs> don't, don't you bother. Um, whether We'll find out how high up that league Hearts can finish, Roger. Yeah. What, you know, whether they can truly rediscover well, that early I'll, season form. But what, what one thing is for sure, they've clearly got a big part to play, a big say on what happens at the top because of individual games. Celtic are going to Tynecastle very soon. Kenny will agree with this. He doesn't know what I'm going to say, but I know (laughs) Kenny will agree with this. Hearts will be fine as long as Stephen Naismith's in the team. Because I can't quite remember the percentages, but round about Hearts' win rate with Naismith in the team is about 3-4. Hearts' win rate with Naismith out the team is something like 1-5. 
Um, I don't think there's another team in the Premiership as reliant on one single player as Hearts are on Stephen Naismith. He seems to drag the entire team along with him. No surprise Craig Levine's made a contract extension offer to Naismith to keep him beyond the end of the season because he is absolutely vital to what Hearts do, both in the top six in the Premiership and also if they're to win the Cup again. Oh, oh, definitely, Mark. I think, uh, as you say, they're negotiating with Naismith now. I think uh, three fantastic signings is Smith, Berra and uh, Suter. And Suter's on long term, and he's actually been more loyal than Kyle Lafferty because he's actually said, well, they helped me through rehabilitation twice. He said so he signed a long-term deal. But I think Pagucci's uh, back, and as Levine said, he's going to be in for Sunday's game uh, on the bench tonight, but the big guy's jumping at the bit. But I think, as you say, if we get Naismith, I think it'll be a, a major coup if you think of the, the piece he's been for and the clubs he's played for. Absolutely. Thank you to Kenny, a Hearts fan from Airdrie. On the teaser, we're looking for six players since 2000. They're not Scottish. They've played in Scottish Cup winning finals for a team out with the old firm. They've played in the English Premier League. Stephen Elliott and Anthony Stokes. Hey, Roman Bednar. Bednar. Yes, Hearts and West Brom. Right, hey, I had that written down, Gorm, well, just to let you know. Superb, well done, Jim Duffy. Go, uh, Any more? Who, who was the Hibs goalie? Was it Graham Stack? It was Conrad Logan, and that's the one I was doing a stewards inquiry on, but I can't find an English Premier League appearance. The so we're in the clear. We're in the clear. We're going to go back to Pataudry and Celtic Park and get the answers next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard and just minutes away from kickoff in huge games all across the Premiership. Let's first go to Celtic Park and get a final recap ahead of Celtic against Hibbs with Andrew McLean. Yeah, well, the disco lights are underway. The fans are in their seats. The team's just about to make their way out the tunnel here for a big evening of football, not just here, but across the Premiership. Overall, Celtic will be hoping that they can be nine points clear at the top of the table at the end of play tonight if everything goes their way. But Hibs, they are wanting to bounce back from what was a disappointing display at the weekend. As for the team's Celtic lineup in a 4-3-3, Scott Bain in goal, a back four of Tolian, Boyata, Simunovic and Izagiri. The midfield three, McGregor, Brown and Christie with Weah and Sinclair either side of Oli Burke for Hibs, a 4-4-2, it's over Marciano in goal, the back four, Gray, McGregor, Hamlin and Stevenson, the midfield four, Gold, Milligan, Slivka and Mackey and it's Shaw and Camberry up top. The referee for this one is Craig Thompson. And let's finally go to Petaudry and build up to that one, Aberdeen Rangers, Dave Galloway. Gordon, a terrific atmosphere here, of course Rangers have a point to prove against Aberdeen tonight in three meetings between the two sides this season. The Jazz have lost twice and drawn once against the Dons and with Celtic six points clear of them at the top of the league and away victory is absolutely vital here at Pataudry. Rangers make uh, three changes in Kim Connor Goldson, Ryan Jack and Daniel Candeas out go Nikola Katic, Stephen Davis and Jermaine Defoe with Alan McGregor in goals a back four of James Tavernier, Joe Worrell, Connor Goldson and Borna Barisic. Scott Arfield, Ryan Jack and Ross McCrory in midfield Daniel Candeas, Alfredo Morelos and Ryan Kent up front. The subs, Fodringham, Defoe, Davis, Lafferty, Halliday, Katic and Kulig Valley. Uh, just the one change for Aberdeen. In comes Scott McKenna, out goes Stevie May. It's a back three of Tommy Hoban, Andy Considine and Scott McKenna. Then Shea Logan, Lewis Ferguson, Graeme Shinney and Max Lowe with Gary McKay, Stephen and Greg Stewart supporting Sam Cosgrove up front. Then it's Cherney, Devlin, Gleeson, Ball, McGinn, May and Wilson on the bench. And a match referee is Bobby Mandon Thank you Dave Galloway One thing's for sure That does sound like Quite the night up there mm. At Pataudry As you would expect Yeah I mean They're cranking up the volume Aren't they And uh, you know As you said uh, 
know, that's before the game starts or the first 50-50 tackle I'm sure it'll go ahead and the volume will increase even more And a score prediction from you two on Aberdeen Rangers first I think I said earlier on 2-1 Rangers or due one Okay Jim Duffy I'm going to go 2-2 oh. uh, What about Celtic against Hibs? Celtic to win I would say maybe 3-1 Jim Duffy 2-0 Okay You don't need to be specific On the rest of the, the fixture card We'll be here all night Who who else are you fancying This evening So we've got um, Let's go through them in order Dundee Kilmarnock um, I would think Kelly would bounce back From a poor result On Friday night mm. Jim Duffy Yeah I mean I, th- I think it'll be a, a tight one I think I see an, another draw There I can see that I don't think there'll be many goals in yeah. it. I think Dundee will just keep it tight And you know, I think they'll be nil nil one one maybe. Is there any life left in the Ackies at home to St Johnson? Um, I think that'll be a difficult one. St Johnson are a decent team. I notice there's no Murray Davidson in the side. I always think they're stronger when Murray Davidson's there, but they do have O'Halloran, Kennedy, Watt. I think they'll have too much of a goal threat for Ackies. No, I thought again. I think Hamilton might just nick it. I think it's one of those ones where on the pitch, you know, and uh, having that last gasp equaliser, I think will just give them a little bit more confidence getting into the game. And I think they'll, they'll look at the, the fixture list and think, listen, if we can get three points tonight, um, you know, it just mm. gives them a bit of space. And so I, I see Hamilton maybe just nicking it 1-0. Livingston against Hearts earlier in the season was arguably the result of the campaign, certainly one of them. It's reversed this time. Hearts at home to Livy. The home side too strong. Easy please, Hearts win. Simple as that for you, Jim Duffy? Uh, yeah, I, th- I think Hearts are playing well just now and playing with confidence. And Livingston have just... You know, dipped a little bit, and and again, I think see Hearts maybe won that one two one. And the big one just along the road. Where are we heading as soon as we finish mm-hmm. St Mirren Motherwell? Um, well, Gordon Dale's there already. He's been texting me. <laughs> yeah, he I'm says sure he, he, he says he fancies his team strongly. Does he? Um, it would be five consecutive wins. I just think they're a team brimming with confidence now. St Mirren are a team devoid of confidence. I think Motherwell will win there. Yeah, how much does confidence play a part in that one for you? Yeah, I think it's huge. I think uh, you know, again, e- even when uh, St Mirren have started games well, they haven't been able to sustain it. So I think that's the thing They have to get over the line They just have to scrap one out um, I, I think they'll give everything tonight I think it'll be a real competitive match Again I'm going to sit in the fence a little bit I'm going to go 1-1 one, one. Two and a half minutes gone No goals to tell you about yet Aberdeen nil, Rangers nil. Rangers with the early advantages In terms of you know territory Nothing really to, to write home about But it started when Aberdeen gave the ball away Ryan Kent came running forward Shea Logan looked a bit shaky He booted one out of the park And, and Rangers have had a corner Jim So they, yeah. they're trying to get in Aberdeen's faces early on Yeah Rangers are certainly on the front foot And uh, you know trying to take the game to Aberdeen And I think all credit to Rangers for doing that It'd be maybe I say easy But you know It, it wouldn't be You know uh, you know, We wouldn't get too much criticism If he actually maybe sat back a little bit And invited Aberdeen Aberdeen almost leaving Cosgrove up on his own Flooding the midfield Playing three at the back So it's like It's like a 3-5-1-1 So there's not a lot of space For Rangers Other than the wide areas With Barisic and Kent Tavernier and Ken Diaz And I think that's the, the You know where Rangers Can hurt Aberdeen tonight I was about to ask How important it is To set the tone In these fixtures And then I remembered Straight away A contradiction To that theory Because when Rangers Went up there earlier In the season They actually did play pretty well And they dominated And went down to 10 men But Aberdeen still Snatched something late on Yeah they did And the same in the semi-final Rangers started brightly They were the better team Couldn't get the breakthrough The longer it went on You, you felt Aberdeen were, were happier and happier to, to stay in it and they got the win when Lewis Ferguson boomed that header home. So I know the point you're making, but you know, listen, games like this there are no guarantees. And, and Jim's tipped two two. 
when these two teams play You really couldn't rule anything like that out uh, Alfredo Morelos offside with that free kick comes forward uh, you, you mentioned it earlier on There's, there's no denying it You know, the, the, the two red cards against uh, Aberdeen have, have been huge talking points this season Roger, one of course was rescinded And, and one wasn't So um, all eyes on him as always yeah, a few eyes on Greg Stewart there Finding a shot off target from 25 yards He'll be a good addition for Aberdeen in the second half of the season A lot of people focus on the Rangers signings and the Celtic signings Taking Greg Stewart from Kilmarnock is a big bonus for Derek McInnes But going back to Morelos, he needs to learn lessons He needs to learn the lessons particularly of those two red cards Because they damaged Rangers in those two games I know the first one at Petaudry was rescinded But it was a silly thing to do And it gave we used to phrase at the top of the show It gave the referee a decision to make So he needs to stay on And he needs to play well Joe Worrell just clearing his lines Talking to his teammates Jim Duffy He's the one If you go by our phone calls tonight And go by our Twitter um, He's the one that the Rangers fans Some of them are I'm not quite sure about They would perhaps prefer Nikola Katic back there yeah, I mean obviously he lost He made a mistake You know losing the goal against Goman like, And that was a pivotal game And uh you know, the, the, when you when you do that in a kind of high-profile game, you, you do take a little bit more extra criticism, should we say? But you know, listen, he's got to be able to handle it. You know, everyone makes mistakes, defenders make mistakes, but if the manager trusts him, puts him back in the team again, that should give him that belief anyway that he's good enough to go and play there. And you know, he's still got to play his natural game. He's not a guy who just wanting to boot the ball up the pitch. He does try and play passes. Um, but you just got to know when to do it yeah. and when to be sensible. I mean, looking at your score predictions, clearly not holding out a lot of of hope for Hibs at Celtic Park. What, what do they need? What do they need to do if they if they do have a hope? How how would you expect them to approach? Well, it? actually, I looked at their team and their team is very very positive. You know, um, because uh, you know they've got you know two strikers. We we all the Sean Camberry. They've got Ryan Gold in there, and you know who's a very attack minded player. They've left out Stevie Mallon, was a little bit surprised, but they do have. Um, you know, um, a, a goal threat. So I think I think Eddie May looks as if he's going to go there in the four four two because I can't really see it being any other way with the two out now. Hibs have actually put their own graphic on Twitter. Yeah. And it's a diamond with uh, Milligan yeah. at the bottom, Slevecan, Mackey, and then yeah. Gold at the tip. Um, Camberry and Shaw. Yeah, they, they they done that at, at um, um, you know the Easter Road, and it worked very very well. They they get. Uh, you know, I think it was Daryl Horgan that they round about Scott Brown all the time, and you know uh, Harry and him, and tried to make sure he didn't dictate the play. So obviously they're going in a, in a kind of similar vein, but I think at Celtic Park mm. it's a little bit more difficult to do that. Big chance for Aberdeen, the best chance of the game so far. It falls to Greg Stewart. He's about twelve yards out. He has to take it first time very quickly, Roger, and it ends up going over the bar. Yeah, throwing from Max Lowe on the left hand side, flicked on it, and near post by Andy Considine. A decent sight of goal, Mr. Stewart. That's two sights of goal he's had in these opening six and a half minutes, both off target. Rangers will need to monitor him closely. Yeah, he's not a guy that needs much invitation, Jim Duffy, when no. he's in front of goal. No, he's a terrific player, and as Roger said, it's a really good signing, but also it weakened Kilmarnock. There's no doubt about it, it weakened Kilmarnock because. They took um, you know, took one of their top players, if not the the top player probably this season. Um, you know, the creative player, goal scorer as well. Um, done really well with Brophy. It was a really good partnership there as well. So I think that um, it's impacted them as well. Um, but from Kamala, he's, eh, sorry for Aberdeen, he's just got to fit into the system. They've changed it, say to to three at the back with him playing just off Cosgrove. Mackay Stevens has went wide um, to try and give him that width and that creativity. But listen, there's two two good teams. Uh, they're both having a little spell A couple of minutes for Aberdeen A couple of minutes for Rangers They're getting at each other So 
Hopefully There'll be a few goals there. Alex Ray has this thing About Ryan Kent Where he, as much as he admires him He would prefer He hit a few more shots From outside the box He had a great chance there And he just tried to slide it Into Morelos And it didn't quite come off So still Aberdeen nil Rangers nil uh, Approaching the 8th minute In that one I'll just do a final check I think we are goalless um, All across Mother just clearing A St Mirren corner Hearts very patient so far um, Bazanic with the corner For them at the moment um, good play from Burke and McGregor at Celtic Park McGregor shoots um, But his shot is blocked as well So bright starts all round um, No goals to tell you about yet Scott Arfield's down on the turf Looks like he's taking a sore one How are we doing on the teaser? So we're looking for Since 2000 Six players Who are not Scottish Have played in Scottish Cup winning finals For teams out with the old firm And have played in the English Premier League Guys like Roman Bednar Hearts and West Brom He's obviously not Scottish Stephen Elliott Hearts and Sunderland Anthony Stokes Hibs and Sunderland What about Prince Bobbin? No He was at Watford for a spell I wouldn't sure if he was in the English Was he at Leicester as well? Was he? Did I make that up? He's not one of the answers anyway The only one I was thinking was I don't know if it Marley Watkins no Scored in the final for yeah. him nope. But as I would remember his name I don't think he's played In the English Premier League right, right. need to okay. get back Hibs won at 16 Cali Thistle won at 15 St Johnson mm-hmm. won at 14 Yep what about, that's, what? The, that's the only three finals you need What about mm-hmm. James Dunn? Mm-hmm. Nope Lee Croft Yes Lee Croft yeah. for St Johnson He's also played for Man City, City. Yeah. Um, Would you believe Before the money came in No disrespect seven, to Lee Croft to for about seven, So we're looking grand. Just those three finals Yep, you need one Inverness, one Hibs One Inverness And not Conrad Logan Not Conrad Logan Right, I'm trying to think who else would know his team Inverness teams. One from Inverness, one from Hibs Who's the other one? Well, Benson? I'll rattle through the Inverness Benson team the Eddie O'Ferry nope. Greg Tansy Th- Ross Draper Devine a... yeah. Gary Warren was suspended Josh Meekings Josh, no. a... Mackay no. Midfield player much smaller Tomasco. than the likes of Aaron, Josh Meekins Aaron Doran Aaron Doran Yep, 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 yep And The Hibs won Not Scottish, remember They hardly had any non-Scots in that starting 11, I don't think They had a couple, but Yeah, Stokes played Cummings played I think further back in the field Liam Fontaine Liam Fontaine He's played for yeah. Fulham In the English yeah. Premier League And Hibs well done You got there in the end That was a cracking <laughs> question Full time at Clyde1.com That's where you need to send your questions in And we'll try and use them on the show uh, Dundee have gone a goal up on Kilmarnock uh, So we've got our first goal Curtis Main going close for Motherwell um, But it's goalless elsewhere So thank you Roger Hanna and Jim Duffy For joining me Gordon Duncan Thank you for all the calls and tweets Huge night in the Scottish Premiership And there's only one place to get all the best reaction Tomorrow from 6 That's right here in the company of Gordon DL and Mark Wilson In the meantime, Callum Gallagher's up next So stay where you are